So the NFL coaching carousel is slowing down. But it has not stopped in our nation's capital. That is one of the topics, but not the first one, that we will address right now in the Fast Five at Five-ish. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish. Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. Number five. ACC women's basketball back in action this evening. We're not going to run down the full slate, but 6 o'clock, so about 10 minutes from when we're speaking right now, Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech will battle at Castle Coliseum. It looks like Georgia Amor not likely to go this evening for Virginia Tech. Do you have an update on that, Trey? She was warming up. According so, to David Cunningham, so okay. she could be playing. So that has changed over the last Let bit. me confirm it in 30 seconds. Well, I'll let you take a look at that right now, Trey. But Yeah, she's starting tonight. So she is starting, which is big because Kara Dunn and Tony Morgan give good Georgia Tech good guard production. Their challenge has still been getting production out of the post. But this is a game Virginia Tech should win this evening. Georgia Tech, they have struggled particularly on the road in ACC play. Florida State and Duke, the most notable losses, their only win in ACC action on the road is at Pitt, which is not exactly a marquee team. More on that momentarily. But they're a bit of a tricky team with some of their talent. But this is a spot where you at least stabilize things if you're Virginia Tech. And more importantly, if Amor is good to go, it really gives Virginia Tech uh, a chance to have her back in the lineup. I'd be curious if she's on any kind of minutes restriction. Speaking of the Pitt Panthers, by the way, they are at the Virginia Lady Cavaliers, who are 1-6 now in the ACC after that win at Florida State. Pitt, they are still looking for their first conference win. Um, it probably is not going to be the most packed venue in Charlottesville by any means, but this is another one of those they-should-win-it type of games. Virginia's guard play has picked up recently, as we saw this past weekend at Florida State. Sam Brunell has given them some stability as well and really helped bring a lot of the younger core together for the Virginia Lady Cavaliers. So um, they should win this, but should be the operative word. Number four. Speaking of ACC basketball, the ACC men, to be more specific. We touched on it plenty today in the fast lane, a game that some people might call a snoozer, but for those of us that like fundamental basketball, we can certainly appreciate from yesterday, and that being Virginia's overtime victory against NC State. The other, the Miami Hurricanes, Luke Hancock gave his perspective on them just a moment ago in the fast lane, but they win at Notre Dame 73-71. It was not that convincing of a game until probably the last eight minutes when Norchad O'Meara helped Miami pull away um, and you know, gave the Hurricanes that particular win. But again, we said it yesterday in previewing the game. It's the type of game in a team like Notre Dame that you just can't afford to lose. I know that sounds like a blanket comment, but the reason being this is a Miami team with tournament aspirations and some not-so-good-looking home losses become a big thing to have Omir step up, give them 33 points, really carrying the Miami Hurricanes. Um, they've got eight guys that play real well, but there's really nothing behind them. So they needed that production last night, and they finally got it. Number four. Excuse me, not number four, but... Number three. The numbers are out for the NFL Draft playoff rankings in the divisional round that is viewership of course they averaged 40 million viewers newsflash it set an all-time high in terms of the number of people watching the division round 
we are clearly in an era, as much as anything, of the haves and have-nots when it comes to sports property consumption. Some things can cut above the fray, so to speak. When it comes to all the clutter that's out there, not just sports-related, but everything else in terms of the entertainment options, that's where the NFL stands above everything else, and there's a reason why it's so expensive to advertise. Because of that, you're getting much more than you might have previously gotten in terms of eyeballs on an NFL game. It's also why it costs more dollar dollar bills, y'all. If you wish to advertise in one of those games. Number two. There's more of where this came from in the world of sports. Louisiana police are investigating a fraudulent online betting account alleged to have been used by current New England Patriot and former LSU wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte, who bet close to, I'm not joking on this, 9,000 times. From April 22nd, excuse me, April of 2022 to May of 2023. Um, not saying it's bad to bet on sports or even that much, depending on how much you're putting out there. But it does underscore a reality, and that is a couple of things. One, we would be naive to not think that this isn't happening in other areas. I'm not saying games are thrown and that they're corrupt. This is why you have multiple parties that can verify what's happening. And even for those <clears throat> far away places which exist, like wager on the internet, that's a synonym for a sports betting site that's not one of your more well-known ones out there. It's kind of like a Bovada, if you will. But those type of places, that information is transferable. And if you register for that and are suspicious, they too will flag you. If anything, it's actually worse because there's not the regulations to protect the better the way that they theoretically, but don't always actually, but theoretically should exist. There are at least some level of protection, especially for the recreational better. If you're using a U.S. regulated sports book like a DraftKings or a FanDuel or, a, you know, whatever one out there that happens to be your one of choice. Those are the two most well-noted ones. Here's the other part to that. By having more of those legal above-board sportsbooks, again, it's harder to do that and suspicious activity gets flagged. That is a good thing and therefore more information can come out. Um, plenty of athletes, too, are hyper-competitive. Remember Phil Mickelson and his well-documented gambling issues over multiple decades? And he's a well-known better, including a well-known sports better, and all the, the hot mess that that got him in. This is still the reality. When you're talking about hyper-competitive people, this could happen. So when you're dealing with hyper-competitive people, this is not an uncommon thing. And oh, by the way, this did happen locally. Alan Tisdale of Virginia Tech got in trouble for it. The linebacker, now his was ridiculous. He bet on NBA games, self-reported it, not aware that that was a thing that he could do or not. And he got in trouble for that because of the NCAA's archaic rules. And that's where it's ridiculous. But Boutte even bet on LSU games, which is a real challenge. And number one on the Fast Five at Five-ish. NFL coaching vacancies. Three more have been filled, which leaves just the Seattle Seahawks and Washington Commanders, who are not expected to have their new coaches in place until next week. They're the only two remaining. Of course, the big one was yesterday, Jim Harbaugh going from Michigan to the LA Chargers. Today, Dave Canales from Tampa Bay goes to the Carolina Panthers. Look, I love the work he did with Baker Mayfield. He got a lot out of the quarterback that is clearly a retread right now. But I do have questions. Most notably, it's just the structure there. Wasn't Dan Morgan in the room when they made the selections of Bryce Young and other moves? And, you know, I admire Dan Morgan. He's a Miami Hurricane guy, for crying out loud. And, you know, that's one of the teams that I enjoy. But, you know, he was part of the situation last year. And that kind of a red flag that he's still around. Um, but 
That and then Raheem Morris for the Atlanta Falcons, who, you know, Belichick was out there, Pete Carroll, Mike Rabel, uh, all of whom are very well-regarded coaches. I I will say this in defense of particularly Raheem Morris. He was very well-regarded with how he maximized the talent on that LA Rams defense, which everyone knows of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. But outside of that, there was not a lot on that group coming into the season, and yet he found a way to make them a very viable playoff caliber defense. That's a remarkable job, and guys that can and do more with less. So to wrap it up on that point, guys that can do more with less, at least are deserving of consideration, and that's where I'll say I understand Dave Canales from Tampa Bay, offensive coordinator to Panthers head coach, and Raheem Morris from LA Rams defensive coordinator to Falcons head coach. And don't give me this retread nonsense. Plenty of other retreads who were not all that good in their first stop got second chances as well. More on this and other thoughts tomorrow in the Fast Break.